<laughs> I hit the wrong button. Oh. That was a cold, cold stop. That right was there. a very cold stop. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Good afternoon, fellow cigar passionados and passionatas. Welcome back to this week's episode of The Ash Holes, broadcast live from the Sereno Royale Studios. It's time to kick back and light up as we turn every Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. It's always entertaining. Always unscripted and totally unfiltered. You can stream and download us on Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean, and of course, at theashholes.net, our website. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at theashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. Oliver's away this week, he's in Florida. So guest hosting with me today is Mr. Jonathan from the Cigar Authority. That's right. Welcome, Mr. Jonathan. Thank you. And today we're going to be smoking the Indian Motorcycle Toro Habano by Debonair Cigars. So how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah? I'm doing great. Living large and in charge. How was the Easter weekend for you? What did you do? Uh, Let's see. For Easter, uh, we, my wife and I... Uh, we like to record these dance videos together. Yeah. We did one in the snow, barefoot in our bathing suits. And for Easter, we decided we would go a little religious. And <laughs> we did uh, a rockin' country version of Amazing Grace. Uh, the dance was uh, country two-step. And mm. we went to the Wyndham Town Beach and danced in and out of the water and off the deck. And uh, if you want to check it out, go to my Facebook page. That's just Mr. Jonathan, MR period Jonathan. Uh, on Facebook, it's the first video on the news feed of that oh, page. Sweet. I'll have to check that out. And uh, it's worth, I think it's worth the two minutes. It's worth the two minutes. It's a whole two minutes. It's a whole two minutes. But it's not To watch be people dancing in footy pajamas. I think uh, you're not going to request those two minutes back. You were, you Aaron were, saw it. You were in hoodie footies? I was in no hoodies, but just footy pajamas. She has pink ones. I have red ones. Mm. And, uh, red and pink. The, one of the best parts, she doesn't realize that we're about to dance into the water because it's behind her. Uh. And I just danced her <laughs> right in the water. And she's like, you son of a. But you know, can't hear her, obviously, because the music's playing. It was great. It was great. Uh, so after that, we went to church. My friend uh, Aaron plays in the band at the Wyndham Crossing Life Church. Uh, went in, and I'll tell you. Uh, a couple of things are pretty remarkable about this church. It's a fairly young church, mm-hmm. and as you know, I'm not all that religious. But as churches go, they're not really that religious either. They're more spiritual, mm. and that's kind of what I consider myself. Mm. They're not jamming uh, the Bible down your throat even though you're at church. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of let you be who you are, and they welcome you as you are. And right. I always feel like I'm part of the family there. I feel like I'm part of the flock. In fact, during their renovations, I, my wife and I went in and volunteered our time helping move insulation and doing oh, wow. whatever we had to do. It, it's a great, great little church, and they're very, very good for the community. So we did that, and then uh, my wife and I went our separate ways. She went and hung out with her mom mm-hmm. and uh, our daughter at where Sophie was working, and I went and visited a friend I haven't seen in a couple of years and uh, had uh, an Easter meal with him. Sweet, sweet. That's great. I was at church, too. I was actually uh, preaching this Sunday. Hence, Pastor Padron. Hence, Pastor Padron. The Pastor Padron thing is not a fake thing. It's a real thing. One of our audience members was actually there. Nice. Which was really nice. It was a, a church down in Saugus. And uh, it, you know, interesting story. Their pastor, who'd been there for 17 years, retired this past spring. No kidding. And they brought in an interim. That's a guy who it fills in for the pastor while the church is looking for a new settled pastor. There. So he fills in in the interim. In the interim, yes. Okay. Hence the name. And now he's, he's bivocational, which means he has a regular day job and is doing this on the side. So he, he's a tax accountant. And uh, he was actually engaged to get married. And before he got this, before he got this uh, gig at the church, uh, he had arranged to get married this weekend because the tax season was basically going to be over. Wow. Was the, so, he, so he gets the – and so he's not able to be at his church – on Easter. <laughs> so at Easter time, this church, which is between pastors, has is now looking for somebody. And I got, I got asked to do that. Nice. And so it was a really good, but the church was still packed. It was a great time. Lots of singing. Uh, very good time. And so after, after that, went home. Uh, big roast, roast beef dinner at the house now, with the not family to, and the Not kids. to cut you off here yep. and, but, and to bring it a little bit to cigars. Yeah. While you're preaching, mm-hmm. do you have a cigar in your hand like George Burns as a prop? No, no, Should I you? don't do that. Should now, you consider that? This, this is a very interesting church. This church. Anti-smoking? Was fa- no. Okay. This church 
was founded in the 1800s, and they got their land from the town tobacconist. The town tobacconist was their first benefactor. They have a whole wall dedicated to this guy in the church. Dan, I'm just going to say this. I think you missed a golden opportunity here to be up there with a Padrone number four Maduro, which <laughs> you and I both know you love. Even yes, if I it's, do, yes. Even if it's not lit, just have it up there as a prop and you keep people a little more interested. I do generally like to have a cigar before I preach because I feel like it helps my voice. Okay. I was thinking you'd maybe go into the relaxation part of it, but <laughs> I guess you don't want to be do. too relaxed I think, I while think you're helps, preaching. I think it helps my voice. Anybody and fall that, asleep during the sermon? Nobody fell asleep. Uh, and there was a, a cute little kid who was running around the church, actually, freaking out. little two-, three-year-old kid. It was actually very funny. Nice. But, um, yeah, we had a good time. Got them laughing and everything. It was a very good time. And then uh, went over to the in-laws' place, had an Easter egg hunt with the kids, and their cousins and everything. So Easter was really good. It was re- and it was 80-something. I mean, wasn't it gorgeous? Oh, it was awesome. It was an it was awesome, awesome day. Awesome day to be at the beach filming. Yeah. <laughs> it, no, it yeah. certainly was. And listen, that water was 40 degrees. It was nice. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't like jumping in the water, but, uh, you know, you come out of the water, and it's not like it's cold out like it has been the past couple of days here. Mm-hmm. That would have been terrible. But it was nice and warm. I would say uh, mid-60s, so... It wasn't uncomfortable to go in the water, come out. Right. We were able to do a couple of takes with it. It was a good time. So let me let me ask you something. Have you been to the Ashholes merchandise page off their website? I've been to the page. I am I am torn. I don't know whether to get a thong <laughs> or whether to get boy shorts to have just to wear around the house and do some Instagram photos. Maybe I could become the uh, Instagram pick of the week. I'm thinking if that I could, would probably guarantee a if I could pull that off. Yeah, if you could, if you if you wore the boy shorts, you, you, I see you're leaning away from the thong. Well, you know that may not be allowed to be on Instagram. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Yeah, I think Instagram has looser rules than uh, Facebook they, they does. They do have looser rules. I've seen some pretty risque stuff going yeah. across uh, Instagram there. So that's that's I, I just once I decide which one to go with. And uh, which, right. which pair of socks I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stuff in, which I found out, by the way, if you're going to stuff your shorts in the front, you put it in the front. Okay. Not in the back. I'll, I'll. Just, <laughs> just throwing well, that remember, out there. Remember, people, we're doing a little contest here. Uh, we started this last week. If you go and you get some article of clothing from uh, our uh, merchandise page. Or a mug page, or, or, or a mug, pencil or whatever. Or whatever, yep. a sticker. Um, take a picture of it. Put it on Instagram, use the hashtag, the ash holes, and you do that, and we will do something really nice for you. What that is, I'm yeah, not really sure. Yeah, I listened really to last week's sure, podcast, and you said you're going to do something really nice, and I'm like, all right, well, you can't give them cigars. That's illegal. No. What the hell are you going to do? I'm and thinking. You, I'm thinking. No in, don't in, say what you're thinking yet, because you, you might commit yourself. Yeah, well, all right. It's, it's a surprise. All right. It's a surprise. It's a surprise, because we don't know. Remember, it's from the ash holes, so... Keep that in mind when you're thinking about what I'm surprise may mean. Branded plastic poop. Like I said, I'm not committing to anything. All right, I'm just I'm throwing that out there as an idea. So this week on the Cigar Authority, <laughs> yes, tell us we, about what you had a very interesting episode talking about did, food and how that we did a little cigars. flavor shift, I believe it's called. So mm-hmm. we smoked Perla del Mar in the first hour, and then we smoked the exact same size of Perla del Mar in the second hour. But after we tasted this. Uh, flavor-shifting pill. So you eat the pill. It was a flavor-shifting pill. Yeah, it makes things that are bitter taste sweet, and it switches your palate completely on end. Not 180 degrees. Right. It, some shade of gray between 90 and 180. Okay. It was very interesting to do. Right. I never want to do it again, what ever was, as long as I live. What was the point of doing the, the pill? To see how it affected... because. It, Dave saw the pill, and he, he read up on it online, and he saw that all these people were tasting things like one guy ate four or five lemons in a row, forgetting that he was eating lemons. So when the pill wore off, he had kind of burnt his palate a little bit because oh, wow. the lemons tasted like orange. So, uh-huh. And other people have done it with different foods, watermelon, whatever. So you, know, you can eat a grapefruit without putting sugar on it. Mm-hmm. So the idea was to see how it changed the flavor of the cigar. Right. For me, it didn't change it in a positive way. It made the cigar terrible. Right. For Barry, 
It mm-hmm. made the cigar very good. Now, he and I were on opposite <laughs> ends of the spectrum earlier on. He was like, I don't want to talk bad about the cigar because right, right. Perla Del Mar is a good cigar. Mm-hmm. It is. Box-pressed Ecuadorian shade out of Nicaragua, the same folks that make Brickhouse. So he didn't want to talk bad about it early on, but it wasn't in his flavor profile. And now, although it didn't get stronger, right, it became more in his flavor profile. And for me, it went way out of my flavor profile. It got very okay. sooty, very uh, charcoal-y. So now the point of this was to kind of explore how f- what food and drink can do to change your perception of a cigar. Correct. Now, I'm interested that you chose using a pill instead of some kind of food in order to do that. Well, we do food every week. The one interesting thing was we had pickles that I made and yeah, you had pickles. Yeah. So the pickles were uh bitter pickles that you using right. apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. and they were sweet. They tasted like bread and butter pickles. It was ve- that part was very interesting. I would right. like to do the flavor shifting again with food, right? Not with cigars. Mm. I, I just didn't have a good experience. I wonder if I could take a cigar that I don't care for mm-hmm. on a regular basis and try that and see if that changes it. Yeah. Typically, the cigars that I don't care for, I don't care for them because they end up being too strong. But uh, so this week we're going to be discussing uh, Desert Island sticks. And Desert Island stuff. So we're going to be looking into maybe the movies that you'd like to bring with you on a deserted island, what cigars right. you'd want to bring, uh, the different foods, mm, mm. maybe a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to bring my wife, if that's possible. But uh, That's good. That's you know, always we'll good if you could say that you'd like to have your wife on a desert island. I know well, guys who would, that would be the last person they pick. Just in case she's watching. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got to cover yourself. So that's what's going on in the wonderful world of the Cigar Authority. The cigar we're smoking right now is the Indian Motorcycle Cigar. Mm. And it's an interesting cigar coming out of the Dominican Republic. It is made by the same folks that make Debonair. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not a whole lot of information on the cigar itself because of the tie-in with Indian motorcycles. Okay. Uh, I do know that it is a Habano-Ecuadorian wrapper. Right. They use some Dominican San Vicente in the binder. Mm-hmm. And San Vicente tobacco is famous for being used in Davidoffs. It's one of those tobaccos that you either love it or you hate it. Mm. There is no middle of the road. And the reason is it is a stimulant for your salvatory glands. Right. So okay. in, you will never have a dry smoke with a cigar that has San Vicente tobacco in it. Hmm. It, it. It allows your mouth to get a little water. In fact, I'm smoking it now. Hmm. I don't even need to take a drink of water because my mouth is watering as a result of that San Vicente. Uh, it also has some uh, Nicaraguan uh, in the filler, uh, some HVA Lajero. I don't know exactly what that is, mm-hmm. uh, but it is made at the De Los Reyes factory in uh, the Dominican Republic. comes in four mm-hmm. sizes, Robusto 5 by 50 6x52 for the Toro, 6x58 for the Gordo, and the Churchill weighs in at a 75 50 ring gauge. Hmm. So four shapes, two wrapper colors, natural and Maduro. Right. The cigars are identical except for that outer wrapper. Um, I was unable to find out what the exact wrapper was, but I'm going to venture a guess and say that it is a Nicaraguan Maduro wrapper. But that's me venturing a guess. And that's all I have to say about that. All right. Very good. So what are you, what are you picking up on this here? Um, oh, one more thing. Yep. The partnership with Indian Motorcycles. So Indian Motorcycles is tied in with Indian Tobacco. Indian Tobacco goes back okay. to Phil Zangie's early days in cigars. Uh, he had the Indian Tobacco trademark, and he was licensed to do all the T-shirts for Indian Motorcycles back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. He had some issues with his partner. I won't go into any details there, uh, but they end up not doing the T-shirts anymore for Indian Motorcycles. Indian Motorcycles goes bankrupt. Right. And moving forward, he is takes on Rocky Patel as his partner. Hmm. They are both have type A personalities. They're both great guys. Okay. But type A personalities don't always mesh yeah. well together. Right. Especially if you got equal say. Mm-hmm. So just so that they could remain friends, one of them's got to bow out. The other one's got to buy him out. So Phil says, you know what? I got something else going on. I'll, I'll bow out, you buy me out. So Rocky Patel buys him out. Rocky Patel continues with Indian Tobacco for a while and then moves on and starts to brand himself the Rocky Patel series stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil decides that he wants to get back in the business around 2012 and comes out with 
debonair cigars. Now, as I understand it, Phil has a an unhealthy obsession with Opus X. Okay. He loves the concept of Dominican wrappers hmm. and playing with that tobacco. So he's done a couple of interesting things. One thing he does with his tobacco leaves is he steam cleans them. He steam cleans them. So there is no acid rain. There's no pesticides. There's no nothing. It's a very, very clean process mm-hmm. when he's processing the tobacco. Hmm. So he creates his version of Opus X. And there's lots of companies out there that will compare themselves, say, to Padron. You know, they've got a box press Nicaraguan cigar. This is very Padron-esque. Uh, what they don't tell you is it's like the 1000 series. Mm-hmm. They want you to believe that it's like the 64 or the 26. Right. Uh, Phil isn't telling everybody, listen, this is the next coming of Opus X, but if you smoke a debonair cigar side-by-side with an aged Opus X, I'm talking three, four, five years old, Mm -hmm. the similarities are unbelievable. It's less money. Mm. It's always available. Uh, If I'm I'm going Dominican rapper, I'm going debonair every single time. Really? That's that's me. It, It does tend to be a little on the strong side. But the one that I can yep. smoke all the time is the Petite Sagita. Uh, it's a little um, Corona-shaped size. Uh, very, very good. Very good. All right. Now I'm done. All right. Well, this is a very good, I would say, medium-bodied, mm-hmm. medium-bodied cigar. And um, I'm, picking up, I'm picking up one here. You know, the... The, the predominant taste I'm getting is like a caramel. It's not funny that you're saying that. Why is that funny? Because that's what I was writing down as you were, as you were saying it because I didn't want to forget. Mm-hmm. It is toasted caramel all day long. Yeah. Yep. Not picking up any pepper notes. Nope. It's not very earthy. Mm-mm. Maybe a little bit of, a little bit of woodiness like, a, like an oak. Right. You ever cut oak flooring with kind of a dull saw blade? No, I've never done that. I always so, use a, a very sharp saw blade. I'm not much of a woodworker, so I have the saw blade that's on my saw. Okay. And that's it. Which has been there since the beginning. Of time. Since I got the saw, and it's yeah. a secondhand saw, so who yep. knows how, long, how old the blade is. Mm-hmm. But I had to put in some oak flooring in my home in Derry, and I'm cutting it, and the, the oak starts to smoke. Mm-hmm. And when oak smokes... It picks up a little uh, note of when vanilla. you're burning your flooring, just the ends, just the ends. Pipe down over there, Brandon. So that I'm getting a little bit of that burnt oak mm-hmm. quality along with the caramel, and and you, you might pick up some caramel notes in the oak smoke. Mm-hmm. So very similar to me. Yeah, it's a very creamy, rich, caramely kind of taste. I'm getting a little bit of toast. You mentioned that flavor too, I think. Yep. And, you know, there's some spice on the retrohale, but it's not a very peppery thing at all. As a matter of fact, it's a little bit hard to describe what spice it is to me. I'm not retrohaling it, so. Yes, I know. I know I don't do that. Mm-hmm. It's just how I roll. We all have our crosses to bear, Jonathan. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. So and this it's got a very sweet finish. It does have a sweet finish. I think that's, that's, that's playing into that caramel flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week I wanted to go a little different in... The things that I smoked, I went a little outside my normal wheelhouse, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I did. I smoked the Smoking Jacket Favoritos, which is a 6x46 cigar mm. made by the son of Hanky Kellner. This is Hendrick Kellner Jr. Okay. Uh, he has his uh, small little factory in the Dominican Republic, and he makes some cigars for other people mostly. This is something that he came out for himself. It's distributed by Davidoff not made by Davidoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up some spicy notes, a little bit of clove, some chestnuts. Chestnuts. And then the craziest flavor I've picked up in a cigar in a long time, and I want you to bear with me on this because I'm not insulting the cigar in any way because I like lobster bisque. But it had <laughs> a creamy... You know when you take a lobster leg off yeah. and you go to squeeze the meat out and you get a little bit of the shell, mm-hmm. kind of the shell scraping, it had a little bit of that sweet... Creamy, lobstery, shelly kind of component to it. I thought it was great. Lobster shell. Hmm. This cigar tastes like lobster shell. I don't know if that's a selling point to anybody. I don't know if anyone's going to run out and grab a smoking no, but jacket it's very favorito. But it, they're seven ninety nine. It, you know, it's a good price. Yeah, it's made by the son of Davidoff, basically. You mm. know, it's a good cigar. Mm. What have you been smoking? Well, I had. My, I've been hearing about. Uh, warped cigars for 
the last few months. As a matter of fact, Oliver really uh, likes these things. And um, I just recently uh, had a chance to have a couple myself. And one that I want to talk about is the uh, Maestro del Tiempo uh, 5712. And, Not uh, to be confused with the 5711 or the 5713. It's correct. Altogether different. Altogether different. 5712. All right. It's a uh, very short. It's a uh, very short cigar. It's uh, four and a half inches, and it's a uh, 52 ring gauge. It's a uh, Nicaraguan puro. The wrapper, uh, binder, filler, all Nicaraguan. The uh, wrapper's a Corojo wrapper. Uh, the binder's a Condega, and the filler's a uh, Criollo. And um, chestnut brown cigar, very tightly packed. There weren't any soft spots on it. It was really, really well made. It looked fantastic. You know, and, and uh, it had a kind of a slight hay smell to it. Okay. Um, before I lit it up in this great oily sheen. It was really, really nice. When I cut it, the, the draw was Dang near perfect. Okay. Awesome. And uh, burned great the whole time. Lots of smoke, medium bodied. Now, I find with Nicara- with most Puros mm-hmm. that they are one dimensional. And the one that comes to mind always because people are always asking about Cuban cigars, mm-hmm. it's Cuban wrapper, binder, and filler. Mm-hmm. And it's sourced from and t- typically from the same region. Mm-hmm. So Cuban cigars, although they're sort of the white whale for Americans. You know, Americans want what they can't have. Yes. I find them to be a little underwhelming when it comes to complexity. There's some that I've smoked that I liked and Mm -hmm. there's some that I didn't like, just like any other thing. But the one thing that stands out with Cuban cigars because it's a Puro is that it lacks complexity. But Nicaragua has four main growing regions. So if they're sourcing the tobacco from the different regions, you've got uh, Jalapa, you've got Candega, you've got uh, Ometempe, and there's one other one. Maybe it's in there. It's not. Whatever. So you can pull from the different regions, and some are more volcanic. Right. Some produced, produce a sweeter tobacco. Some produce a drier tobacco. So mm-hmm. with a Nicaraguan Puro, if you're bouncing around to the different regions, you really can you can't get, get complexity yes. even though it's a Puro. Right, right. And um, this, you know, I, I wouldn't say this was a, an incredibly complex cigar, you know, kind of to your point. But it wasn't as one-dimensional as I have found most Cubans okay. that, I've, that I've tasted. It was very, very smooth. And uh, hints of coffee, again, th- this was a very caramely kind of cigar. And a very, very pleasant, spicy aroma on the retro. retro. I know you'll never experience that. No, it's not that I don't retrohale. I just I choke every time I do it. It's, it, it's not good well, radio. You're not supposed to inhale it. You're I don't inhale, but when I blow through my it. nose, it, it burns. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like I inhaled, like I did a scratch and sniff sticker at the bottom of the pool. I can't. It, it just <laughs> burns. I can't do it. When I, was a, when I was a gymnastics coach, I used to have the kids convinced that mm-hmm. I had different smells at the bottom of the pool. And so they would. <laughs> I was. I'm not that's, saying that I'm a nice person. No, all the that, time. That, just, that, that does not argue I used that. To, I used that to do that. That does not argue that. That's kind of the opposite. So something else I did. Not that Connecticut Shade is out of my wheelhouse, mm-hmm. but uh, I haven't smoked the Asylum Connecticut in a long time. Probably mm. since it came out, uh, and I wanted to smoke it again. I got notes of white pepper, sweet cream, a little cinnamon. It's a five by fifty robusto because I, I wasn't smoking the '60s or the '80 ring gauge uh, in that. Uh, for $6.39, I felt like it was worth it all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, great smoke. It lasted about an hour, which for a Robusto, that's a long smoke. That is a long smoke. For and long. Uh, as you know, I tend to smoke a little bit slower than you guys. So yep, it lasted me the hour. Maybe for you, it would go 45 minutes like a normal Robusto. But uh, for that price, I was, I was blown away. That's fantastic. You know, another – I went back to one of my, uh, my longtime favorites uh, this past week, too. I, I – I love the La Flor Dominicana Double Ajero Digger. Yes, I know. Eight and a half by 60. It's three and a half hours of smoky goodness. It's a great Dominican cigar and uh, uh, very sweet, you know, kind of a sweet raisiny kind of taste to it. Lots and lots of pepper, very full-bodied. And, Way you know, too strong for, round, for, me. for Yeah, it's a it's a very strong full body cigar. You know, if, if if you're new or that's not your thing, this is not your cigar. But if you like a really really rich full body, very spicy cigar, it is awesome. I love them. Yeah, that's a long smoke. That's man. a very long smoke. And you th- you think for you know it's about eleven bucks. 
11, 12 bucks, depending on where you go. So if you dollar cost half, that average for three out. and a half hours, that's really good. That's a really good deal. That's three robustos, mm-hmm. and if the robustos were conservatively speaking, let's say like the Asylum at, at six bucks and change, mm-hmm. now you're at eighteen dollars worth of cigar for eleven dollars. The right. value on that cigar is really unbelievable. It's outrageously valuable. Yeah. Yeah, and then you, you end up extending that even a little further, and you put the end in your pipe. I do put the end in my pipe. It. I can get another 30 minutes that way. I can make it go for about four hours. Unreal. Now you do have to, you know, the, the probably the one uh, bad, you know, con about that cigar is you're smoking it for three, three and a half hours. And so if you do not like or appreciate it, you get bored right. of, a, of a cigar. And lots of people, you know, after an hour or so, they're done. They're done with whatever that flavor was. Maybe they still want to smoke, but they just don't want to smoke that. The one thing I'll say, and I have smoked the Digger in the natural before, Mm -hmm. is that there are some flavor changes in it. Mm -hmm. They move the tips. When they break the tips off as as they're rolling the cigar, they'll work those tips back in. And the tips of the tobacco are where all the flavor is Mm. and also where all the strength is. So if you move those tips around, you'll have peaks and valleys throughout the cigar. So... If you, when you hit that hour mark, the cigar is going to change. I would say it changes at about 30 minutes, right around an hour at an hour and 30. So you end up with these peaks and valleys of flavors. Right. I don't think that it's disinteresting. Just mm-hmm. it ends up being too strong, even the regular natural version the of natural it. The natural version is still very strong. It's, yeah. it's medium plus to full on the natural. Yeah. And you get into the Maduro, and it is full-bodied, full-strength. Both rockets blazing. I mean, do yeah. not pass go. <laughs> I mean, I can make myself sick smoking. It's just too strong. Now, to, to your earlier point about that, you know, what was the name of the tobacco you said that, that kind of makes you salivate a little San bit? San Vicente. San Vicente. You know, when I smoke the digger, I get very thirsty. It's you a know, little bit of a dry. Does. Dominican dries, tobacco tends, tends to have a drying to, component it, to it. It does. And this being a Dominican cigar, I'm not having that problem at all. And, and so I'm really noticing how that tobacco is working, and it's making it, in that sense... Uh, a very, very pleasant that I don't have to be continually reaching for my right. my water while I'm smoking this. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, the other one that I had, uh, actually just before the show, mm-hmm. I had enough time to light up a Byron Petite Poema. Oh, those are so good. little stronger than what I typically smoke. True, yeah. It is medium plus, and as you get to the, past the band, it is full-bodied. It's not over the top as far as the strength goes, even though I do prefer milder cigars. That one I, mm-hmm. I gravitate toward. Right. It is a very charry smoke. I, I like. I think of burnt ends when I'm smoking it. You think of burnt ends with a petite poema? Yes. It is a charred beef cooked over coals. Uh, very good. Mm. Even I, I would even go as far as to say there's a salty component to it. Yeah, there is. Just a salty like that, just like it, yeah. those burnt ends. I mean, you break off that little piece and mm-hmm. pop it in, and there it is. That's the that's the Petit Poema at 19.99 for a Petit Robusto. It's no cheap date. No, but it lasts me about an hour. It does. Don't be surprised by the size. I mean, it's it's it is. It's yeah, small, you don't want to be fooled by that. You you are still getting 45 minutes or an hour out of it. It is it is one of the go-tos for me when I want something a little bit more body mm-hmm. and if I want to go a little bit more elegant because even though it has that charred component to it, which you would think it's more rustic, right. it has the refinement of that aged tobacco in it. Let's not forget, five years of age on the ingredients going into the cigar. This one is one of the ones, the Byron's in the jar, mm-hmm. the smallest jar. Any of, of Nelson's products that are in the jar are aged for two full years as a cigar in a cedar room comprised of five kinds of cedar. During those two years, the humidity in that room goes from 70 to 40 back up to 70 many, many times, which causes the cigar to exhale the ammonia that resides in the chamber. A- any cigar that hasn't been aged in that way, eventually you get past the band and you'll notice that they start to turn a little uh, tannic, a little yes. bitter, right? Yes. You get a little bit of that ammonia. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what's been trapped in that cigar. And this is why when you age cigars for a long, long time, five, six, ten years, that ammonia does eventually dissipate. Right. But he's been able to do it in two years. Mm. So when, when you think, oh, I'm spending 19.99 on a cigar, that, that's really expensive for a Petit Robusto. 
the tobacco is seven years old. I mean, right. the guy's got to make a living. Right. <laughs> he sat on this tobacco for all this time. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got to get paid for it. Mm-hmm. So this is why it's so expensive. And it's not something that I can smoke every day. Listen, I'm, right. I, you know, I'm not rolling that deep. But once in a while, once a month, I like to pop off on a petite poema or a regular poema uh, because I just need that flavor in wow. my life. Waxing back to uh, Men in Black, the petite poema is like the noisy cricket of that. <laughs> it's just this little, you know, you think it's this little dinky thing, but it is packed with flavor, and it's a really, really excellent, top of the line. Do you think medium, maybe medium he's plus. compensating for something? I think maybe he is <laughs> with his digger. With his digger. <clears throat> well, you know, it's time for our uh, pick of the week. You know, Oliver usually does this, but uh, uh, I was looking through uh, the Instagram uh, stuff this week, looking for people who have used the uh, the. Uh, I don't understand the how Oliver hashtag. gets out of doing his job just because he's not going to be on the show. You hear that, he's Oliver? He's still an asshole. It's online. Oliver, I know, I know you're listening, so do your job next time so Dan doesn't have to fill in for you on everything. That's I mean, right. the guy hasn't missed a show. We're on episode 23. You have a flawless Ash record. Yeah. yeah I, that's the, probably the one thing I have going for me. You are, you are the for biggest. For better or worse, all 23 shows. You are the biggest They're, Ash hole of them all. And that's true in a bunch of different ways. And yes. I wasn't even talking about size. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's talking about your digger. Wow. All right. Okay. So moving right well, along. the ash hole of the week is uh, not the ash hole. The, 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 the pick. pick of the week. The pick of the week. Yes. Sorry. You, this is not the ash hole of the week. The pick of the week goes to John McGuire, and he's on Instagram as uh, he, at at J O H N N I E H D seventy seven. I'm friends with Johnny in real life. We yep. go. We uh, attend shed night together. You attend shed night. Yeah, like, uh, we'll go over shed night. Let's go to time. shed night. Yes, uh, let's but, go. Uh, Johnny, you need to work on your handle there, buddy. What, That's what is tough sh- to find. What is shed night? We'll, we'll, now I need to shed know. night's another time. We'll, That's we'll another go time. Over shed night. It's well, it's a whole thing. You know, I'm looking. I'm looking through the pictures, and here the, you know, on Easter Sunday, he puts this picture of himself smoking a stogie with Easter. Uh, I saw Easter that. rabbit. I saw that. It was awesome. On top of them. It's awesome. And I'm like, that gets it. That gets it right there. If if that is how desperate you are to be the pick of the week, then uh, (laughs) who am I? Who am I to withhold your greatest desire? So, John, you are the pick of the week. I don't think he thought of the bunny ears and said, this is going to get me the pick of the week. Well, he put the Ashholes in Ashholes Radio. He double tagged. He double tagged the picture. Fair enough. So, there you go. So, uh, if you uh, are on Instagram and you use uh, hashtag the Ashholes, we look at those, and um, that can get you highlighted on wanna, our show. I want to be the pick of the week one of these times. I'm on Instagram. I'm going to have to do it. Well, yeah, you're going to have to. At that would be Mr. great. At Mr. Jonathan DJ, if you want to follow Mr. My, Jonathan DJ. If you want to follow my Instagram. See how easy that is to say, Johnny? You have no craziness to it. It's That's just right. at Mr. Jonathan DJ, right. and then you got me. Or at Sacred Smokes. That's easy, too. Either one, okay. Uh, let's see. So let's let's get back to the cigar. I'm about halfway through it. I don't know where you are, but uh, one third of the way in. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm getting a lot of the same stuff. I'm not getting a whole lot of changes out of this. I, mine has changed to just a. You know when you eat um, clove candy, or you you chew clove gum. There's a sweetness to it, but there's a, the, the clove itself has a numbing quality, <laughs> right? Is your tongue feeling numb? I have a, 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 that same tingling sensation mm. on my tongue with the sweetness and, of the gum, like with, mm-hmm. with the clove. That's what I'm picking up as the new flavor for me, for whatever that's worth. For whatever that's worth, okay. Uh, we're going to go to break. But coming up after the break, we're going to announce the Ash Hole of the Week. We're going to do viewer mail. We're going to have Miles with Styles and Pastor Padron's Thou Shalt Nots. Not necessarily in that order. Hang in there, guys. We'll be right back.
In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. The Sereno Royale Maduro XX, named number one cigar of 2016 by the Ashholes Radio Podcast, is a creation of elegance and sophistication. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, the Sereno Royale Maduro XX comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez. Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Serena. To create this masterpiece, a blend of filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a dark and luxurious Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper grown from the famed Habano 2000 seed to bring you an endlessly complex and full-bodied experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allow the blend to marry, creating unmistakable notes of rich cocoa, leather, and coffee that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating the next draw. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available at TwoGuysCigars.com. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple-fermented, five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah. They're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humid tubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. 
Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. All right. Welcome back to The Ash Holes, episode 23. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean virtually everywhere. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ash Holes and on Instagram at the Ash, at Ash Holes Radio. All right. I do have uh, a couple of new flavors that couple I picked up. A couple of new flavors other than the break. We were talking burnt to... Burnt oak and... Uh, toasted oak. Toasted oak. Some vanilla, some caramel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm picking up, and uh, Aaron pointed this out as soon as he said it. Mm-hmm. In addition to the clove, I get a little black licorice mm-hmm. and some molasses. But... Mm. You think of molasses, and there's two flavors of molasses. There's the initial hit, and then as you kind of the finish swallow, the molasses has a specific finish. So I'm getting the licorice and clove on the front end, okay. and then the finish of molasses. All right, I'll grant you the finish of molasses. I'm 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 not getting clove off of this, but the licorice that kind of sweet. It's still very caramely, and. Um, let me take another. Let me take another draw here. Mm. It's riveting radio when we have all this dead it's, air. It's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> oh, it's a retro hail. Little inhale there. All right, let's do the uh, ash hole of the week. That's right. You get to our page there, and you can do the. It, it's you, not on there. Not, it's not on there. No, you guys lost it. Oh my gosh, we lost our we lost our little jingle. You didn't do it last week either. We did, didn't we? No, we didn't. No, it's gone. All right. Well, let me tell you something. This uh, person who got the ash hole of the week uh, could have been gone too, but she's not. The ash hole of the week this week. This is an interesting story. Back on uh, the sixth of this month, this woman who is unnamed, was uh, on the, the tallest bridge in California, in Forest, the Forest Hill Bridge in Eastern California. I heard and she's this. on there with a group of her friends, and lots of people, this overlooks a great valley and everything, and she decided to bypass the do not enter sign and go down to this lower walkway that goes across the bottom of the the underneath the maintenance the, portion. Yeah, the, the maintenance portion of the bridge. And decides to take a selfie. And she leans out over the edge of the banister to take a selfie with the, you know, the beautiful background and fell off. And she dropped 60 feet to the bottom just like Whoa. that, lands there. But she survived. She survived the fall. And was taken to a, taken to a hospital, and she's expected to survive. They didn't say anything about the extent of her injuries or wh- what surviving means, right. other than she's expected to survive. I imagine there's going to be a long time. Yeah, of, that's a long recovery. That's a long recovery. But I got she's two so words. lucky to have, have gone 60 feet and lived. I got two words for this chick. Yeah. Selfie stick. <laughs> and then you don't have to worry about positioning. You just put it on the selfie stick. I'm against them myself, but if you're going to mm-hmm. be an ash hole, and you're going to selfie yourself yeah. on a bridge in a do-not-enter walkway, get a selfie stick, and then you can position the picture as needed, and there's no need to plummet 60 feet to your almost yeah. death. That's, that's just the, the whole selfie thing. Just it, Some people get so wrapped up into it. And, you know, the, the la, the la, I'll read a little bit of this article here. Um, trespassing on this section of the bridge is illegal. Under Placer County law. Hopefully she gets a ticket. But this hasn't... Yeah, she's going to wake up with a broken neck and, you know, <laughs> bad hip and everything. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a ticket. But this hasn't stopped determined thrill-seekers from trying to get pictures of themselves in the dramatic setting. The dangerous social media trend has been a problem in the area for some time. Uh, after apprehending 10 people on the girders in just one day in 2015, a spokesperson wow. for the Sheriff's Department said that daredevils... Are not are not just out there walking. They're getting braver. There's peer pressure, so when they're out there, they're doing stupid things. Close to a hundred people have died uh, from either jumping off the bridge like, intentionally. There must be jumping off the there bridge. There must be water or, or falling. Under it. Yeah. Close to a hundred people. That's, this is just dumb. That gets you 
the ash hole. Of I the know uh, in the high dive, the it's thirty meters mm-hmm. off the platform, mm. and what's that? I think it's the thirty meter. I think they measure it in meters. It's a lot. It could it's, be 30 feet, but e- even still, it's, it's I, a lot. I've heard of people belly flopping. You know, they, they mistime mm-hmm. something and they, they lose themselves. Fact check that for me, Aaron. And they belly flop and they break a rib. Mm-hmm. The rib punctures their lung and yep. they, they end up asphyxiating in their own blood, unfortunately. But <laughs> that's, that's, that's pleasant. That's just a, lo- it's just a long way to fall, man. The, yeah, it is. It is. She's lucky. She's lucky she made it. Now, speaking of the ash hole of the week, I believe that you got some... Uh, mail. We did. About your uh, Ash Hole of the Week last week. Yes. There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. We actually got two letters uh, about the Ash Hole of the Week. And um, the first is from Gary. It's very short, very short message. It's not signed. It's not uh, given to anyone in particular, although I suppose... It's directed at me for picking the Ash Hole of the Week. And uh, he simply says one sentence. With all the other possibilities, why pick on a man who was beaten and bullied and separated from his family to be the Ash Hole of the Week? He should receive an apology. Well, this is one of those hot-button things that I think makes for a good Ash Hole of the Week. And I'm, I'm not saying that the position that that we took on the show is right or wrong, I'm saying, or that Gary's right or wrong, mm-hmm. but it is one of those issues where the country was polarized. Some people believing that if uh, I think everybody admit can believe that the the airline handled it incorrectly. United yes. was wrong. Yes. Okay. So beyond that, when a uniformed officer whose job it is right. to uphold the rules set by either the airline or by the, is it the FAA? Mm-hmm. He comes in and says, it's time for you to leave. It's time to leave. Well, and it's, you know, the, the reason he got the ash hole of the week was not because he was being picked on. It was the way he handled himself. Well, he, ran, he cried he did, like a little baby. And he ran back on and, the plane. And, you know, afterwards. created this whole scene, not thinking about how is this going to traumatize the people who are on the plane? You know, get off the plane and then make your big stink. But that's how you do it as an adult. That said, Gary that's does have a good adult. point that so there are lots of other people. I understand where he's coming from, there, and it could have been anybody, and it was horrible that he was picked. And, yes, the airline was wrong. As a matter of fact, if, as I understand it from hearing stuff afterwards, that, that the uh, bumping can only happen in pre-boarding. To bump somebody after they have gotten on the plane yeah, the airline is, is illegal. So, so, but I do hear now that the airline is going to be paying him upwards of $40 million, This is the, the number that I heard to settle. And that they, they and other airlines have now moved the number to as much as $10,000 to give up your seat. Now, that's how to turn a negative into a positive yeah. Now, maybe Nobody's going to say no to maybe, ten grand. Maybe he was thinking that when he when he when he did that. Maybe Could he be. figured, well, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go out in style. Yeah, and listen, he hit. He definitely. It sounds like he's going to hit his payday. So mm-hmm. maybe he laughs all the way to the bank. Yep. And uh, yep. I'm going to say we should have picked a different asshole of the week. I'm, I'm with Gary on that. All right. Well, uh, on the other side, we got an email from Dave, who said. Dan, I am a regular listener of the show. Catching up on your last episode, I heard your comments on the guy who got bumped from the United flight. I could not have agreed with you more. While I think there was plenty of blame to be passed around to both parties, he should have just manned up and gotten off the plane. It was just plain embarrassing to see a grown man screaming while being dragged off. And that ends up, again, this is one of those polarizing issues where I can certainly see both sides, and that's kind of what I do. Myself, I'm not saying everyone has to look at things like this. Mm -hmm. Yes, I believe there's right and wrong. You shouldn't steal and all that. In this case, this is not this is not a clear cut thing where you could pick one person that was wrong or justified. Any way you slice it, it was a lesser of two evils type of thing. No, my my thing with it was he gave up his dignity in the way that he was. Listen, that's not how I would handle it. He he was he was mistreated and. 
And it how was. do you respond to that? And and that is not how I want my kids to respond. I don't want my kids seeing me do do things that way. Uh, Dave continues. By the way, another listener wrote concerning Derek leaving the show. Personally, I enjoyed Derek's contributions to the show, and I think he gave it a strong start. He's yeah. a young guy, and if he wants to try something new, then good luck, and I wish him success in his future endeavors. One thing, uh, though, I do think he needs to get this pillow thing straight with his girlfriend. Yes, and, uh, I, I agree with you that. You agree with that. Now, for those of you who may not know, his, his girlfriend uh, loves bed pillows. And if I remember correctly, there are 14 full-size pillows on his bed. And he laid down the law and said, enough is enough. I'm not getting any more pillows. She wants more pillows. Yeah, we can't And he's like, that. not pillow. You got so one more mailbag? I got one more mailbag. Okay. And this is from Brian. And Brian says, gentlemen, I love the show and thank you for the work and time you put in. However, I must request that you remove a certain segment that I cannot stand. Miles with Styles needs to go immediately. It has no connection to be in a cigar show. It has no cigar talk. And honestly, if I want to hear about different places around the world, I will tune into a travel show. Please just axe it now. How about adding a cigar segment? All right. Now, instead of me personally responding to this, uh, we have... Miles with styles this here's, week. We're not getting rid of it. Here's and my question, only because the date appears to be wrong as I'm looking at this. Is this the correct Miles with styles? Because I, although it seems like you are okay with pissing Brian off by playing it, mm. I don't want to piss him off by playing the wrong one and then having to play the right one. Well, let's. It should be the right one unless things have unless things have changed. You che- You checked it already. I checked it okay. already. So if it doesn't start off saying she's in Cabo St. Lucas, then we're she's in trouble. In, we're in trouble. Here we go. Aloha. I've spent the past week practicing on the waves here in Hawaii. Nope, that's not the right one. Son of a... What the heck happened? That's it there. Okay. Well, give me one second here while I... uh... All right. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to go ahead and do Pastor Padron's Thou Shalt Nots. Please do. Okay. The thou, th- thou shalt nots is, you know, where I'm talking about some cigar etiquette and social no-nos. Uh, your life will go a whole lot better if you avoid doing these dumb things. And the dumb thing this week, Pastor Padron's thou shalt not inhale your cigar. That gets you into a whole lot of trouble. Look, cigar smoking is a tasting and smelling thing. It is not a breathing thing. And when people try and do that, they get into a whole lot of trouble. Let me tell you, I'll tell you a quick story about this. I had a, uh, uh, I was in with a, a group of guys who were actually doing a Bible study. and it was, We smoked cigars while we did our Bible study. And one of, one of the guys in the group uh, was in sales, traveled around the world doing sales, and brought back some Cuban boulevards. And he handed them out to everybody. They were fantastic, fantastic cigars. And um, the guy who was hosting us at one point said this is the best cigar i think i've ever had in my life and we all kind of agreed with him and about five minutes later his face turned the most amazing shade of green i have ever seen in my life i've never actually seen somebody turn green until that he turned green well the reason is to tobacco in a cigar is alkalinic mm-hmm. and your mouth is alkalinic so the small one to three percent nicotine one percent on the mildest cigar you might get to 5% if you're on the double digger Maduro, right? right, right. But average 1% to 3% passes through your cheeks mm-hmm. when you're smoking a cigar. And that's why you just pull it into your mouth, then you exhale, you don't inhale. Your lungs are acidic. And when you pull that alkalinic smoke into your lungs, it causes respiratory issues. There are people in third world countries that do inhale a little, they call it a shallow inhale. Right. They'll pull it in a little bit so that it gets a cleaner passage through their nose is what they, they believe is happening. Right. It's not a good thing to do nope. to pull that smoke into your lungs because your lungs are acidic. Nope. Cigarettes are acidic, and the nicotine, which is well over 100% mm-hmm. in a cigarette, they juice it right up. That tobacco, because they mess with it so much, mm-hmm. is acidic, and the only way to get the nicotine out of a cigarette is to inhale. Right. And the smoke itself, although is caustic to your lungs is less caustic, believe it or not, in that respect than inhaling a cigar. Right. It's very bad for you. Well, this guy, 
this guy, after his face turned green, got up, walked to the front door of his house, opened the door, then leaned against the doorpost and passed out, slid down onto the ground. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, here, I'm going to get fired. This guy just passed out. Don't do that. Don't inhale your cigar smoke. You know, take, it, take it into your mouth. Blow it right out. Don't inhale it. All right, Are we so ready now? We're ready. All right, Ryan, so here's we're Michelle. sorry you had to listen to the intro twice, but here it is. Aloha. This week, I'm in Cabo San Lucas. But first things first. Dear Brian, thank you for the lovely email. <laughs> to quote Nickelback, you look so much cuter with something in your mouth. <laughs> and I'd suggest a Dos Hombres Emperor cigar. You can buy them at Two Guys Smoke Shop if you'd like. <laughs> I'm here in Cabo San Lucas to compete in a pro-am surf event. I've been to Cabo San Lucas before to surf on vacation, but this is my first surf event here. It's a beautiful area of Mexico, and the surfing is fantastic with clean beaches and friendly people. By the time you hear this update, I'll be in the competition. You'll have to wait till next week to find out how I finished. The food here is awesome if you like authentic Mexican foods. I love the seafood at El Farallon, and when I'm here, it's my favorite food destination. Fantastic staff and even better food. While in Mexico, I will be buying my father-in-law a couple Mexican originals. By that I mean, of course, the Macambo Robusto. Mexico is known for its wrappers called San Andres wrappers and fine cigars like the Pissed Off Christoph, Hammer and Sickle Trademark Maduro, and Fratello Bianco are all wrapped in this leaf. Ask a sales associate at your local brick and mortar for other fine cigars wrapped in the San Andres wrapper. You'll be glad you did. This has been Miles with Styles, and you're listening to The Ash Holes on United Cigar Radio Network. Well, she put some cigar stuff in there, so I think did. I think we may have made Brian happy with that, although I, I don't <laughs> think he'll appreciate the Dos Ombre Emperor comment. It was, uh, as we say on the Cigar Authority, not very debonair of <laughs> No, Michelle is many things. Debonair is not one of them. Fair enough. But there you go. So final tasting notes on this? Uh, I'm about halfway through at this point, mm -hmm. and the intensity of the flavors has increased, mm -hmm. although not much has changed. Not once I added that licorice and the molasses, that kind of rounded things out so far. Uh, I I would imagine that there's another change built in here. Again, working those tips of the leaf when they break them off into the different parts of the cigar do produce those changes. So depending on where they work them in, that's going to cause the cigar to taste different at that spot. Uh, I just haven't had a new flavor change uh, since I'm, we came back from the break. Right. Uh, I'm in the final third, just starting the final third of the cigar here, and I'm getting uh, some very, very pronounced uh, charred oak kind of uh, oh you're on you're on board with the charred oak I'm, now now it now it's very very true there is it still the the very caramel caramel is the predominant word i would use to describe this very caramely very very sweet but along with that this this charred oaky flavor is now coming in and it's kind of uh adding to the strength of the cigar in the, the final third of it um what are, what are we going to be doing on uh the cigar authority next week I covered that already. We're doing we did? yeah the Desert Island Smokes. Oh, Desert Island Smokes. Yep. Well, next week on the show, we're going to uh, be smoking the Sereno Royale 20th Anniversary Connecticut Toro. Which is one of the other cigars. We didn't get to my fourth cigar, but that's one of the other ones that I smoked. I'm not going to give you my flavor notes so I don't yep, mess yep. up don't, your Don't uh, spoil it. I'm tasting. saving it. I'm, I'm going to wait to have it next week, but I'm very, very excited about it. You can, you know, of course... We named their Maduro uh, Toro our Cigar of the Year. And, um, you know, uh, just look behind us, you know, the Serena Royale Studios. But we haven't talked about the Connecticut, and I'm really excited about that cigar. Yeah, it's, it, I'll tell you this. This will be a little spoiler for you. It's great. Ooh. It's great. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, so two thumbs up for the... Uh, I'm giving this a thumbs up, my man. This is very good. Uh, it is just now starting to creep into that 
medium-plus yeah. range. Mm-hmm. It was solid medium all the way up to the halfway point, and now it's kind of kicking into high gear. Uh, I'm not complaining because it is very well balanced, mm-hmm. so nothing offensive in any way. Uh, I would smoke it again, and, and you know what? I have smoked several of them. Excellent. Well, with that, I think it's time to wrap up. You have been listening to The Ashholes, unfiltered cigar radio, broadcasting from the Sereno Royale Studios, where we turn every Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. You can download this and any other episodes you may have missed on Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. We'll see you next week.